How we doing, folks? Welcome back to yet another episode of Annoying Question Boy. Uh, I am sorry to those of you who actually do listen to the pod that it's been so long. Uh, I don't really have an excuse. I got lazy. I didn't really want to do it. I haven't posted a blog in like three weeks either, but um, I also have been trying to figure out a good uh, topic to really talk about, uh, which in all honesty, this podcast also does not have. Um, but I really couldn't figure one out. So we're just gonna, we're just gonna roll with it. So, uh, today is basically just going to be a big rant about, uh, problems in society and what causes them and some things that we today right now can do in order to begin change. Uh, go ahead and roll the intro music. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, like I said in the intro, I don't really have a specific topic to talk about because that kind of narrows it down to a point that I don't really like. And on top of that, I don't have, uh, anything other than my phone right now in order to do research. So I think I'll do another pod probably Monday or Tuesday, probably Monday or Tuesday, and I'll pick a topic and I'll do some research and we'll, we'll have a specific topic to talk about. But today, while I'm at, on break at, at work, I figured, uh, I got a lot of things on my mind, a lot of bullshit that I'm seeing on social media, uh, in the news, uh, in my day-to-day life that, uh, I believe that we as a people group, uh, as a, a nation and as a world, uh, could actually start changing and we're finally getting to the point as a society and as a culture uh as a whole where this is actually like something that might be able to happen so three three big things big overhead topics we can break down are economic inconsistencies uh politics and discrimination. So talking about politics, I want to talk about how every single politician up until 2016, for the most part, I mean, there's been some here and there that have been pretty good in the United States, but for the most part, up until 2016, every politician has basically been the same exact person and you guys just haven't recognized it. Um, with discrimination, uh, that one also goes hand in hand with the economic disparities that I want to talk about and how we can work on that. So we'll start, I guess we'll start from economic disparities and discrimination. So, I mean, I don't really need to spend a lot of time talking about the racial injustice, the social discrimination, um, sexism, transphobia, like, All that stuff, I don't really need to go into detail about how prevalent it is in society. Because if you're honest with yourself and you have your eyes open, you see it. Every single day, you know it exists and you know it's it's not going away. Um, And what people don't really tend to openly discuss as much as I'd like them to is how racial injustice and racial discrimination, as well as... Uh, gender discrimination, uh, 
sexual orientation discrimination, stuff like that actually go hand in hand with economic disparities and they actually fuel one another in a sick, disgusting, uh, cyclical uh, relationship. So, obviously, we all know the history of America. Extremely racist, extremely patriarchal, extremely uh, religiously discriminatory, um, and things of that nature. You know, we absolutely genocided Native Americans. We genocided uh, African Americans. We genocided slaves. We genocided just about anyone who wasn't white and a male. And I'm saying this in a very loose terminology type of way. And that is by no means to take away from the disgusting horrors uh, of just about every other people group other than white men that they have gone through. I by no means mean to take anything away from you guys or say one person has it worse than the other because pain is not pain is not relative pain is not comparable um so these things every single people group other than white men have gone through extreme and awful oppression and just indescribable so i i say this loosely but with in no way mean to take anything away from the pain that anyone has felt um but since the beginning of America, and really since the beginning of most nations, um, there has been one person in charge, and that is the white male. So now, what does the white male do in order to keep things that way? Well, he sets up a society where anyone who isn't also a white male cannot have upward momentum, cannot move up in society as much as a white male could. Um, you are, as a white male born into poverty, close to 65% more likely to become a millionaire than an affluent person of color, an affluent woman, an affluent uh, homosexual or a member of the LGBTQ community. Um, and that's how society was intentionally set up, so that those who fit the description of the type of people that they want in charge can become people in charge. Um, so this is, you know, branched off into many disgusting forms, but the one that I really want to talk about is uh, economic inconsistencies. So I probably should have done more research because I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I, fuck it. I should have done more research, so I'm sorry. I will, my next pod, I will add some research to this previous one and throw it in there. So be looking for that. So currently right now in the United States, we are in a political sphere. We are having conversations that we've should have been having for years now about economic uh, inconsistencies, how discrimination works in many different ways into suppressing and oppressing uh, non-white male people in society, both economically and socially. Excuse me. But we're finally having the conversation thanks to Bernie Sanders. And I don't want fucking comments about anyone other than Bernie Sanders because he was talking about the stuff that all your favorite politicians are talking about 
2020. He was talking about this shit in the 80s, so I don't even want to hear it. Um, they've been trying to put Bernie down for 40 years, and he hasn't gone nowhere. So we're finally having conversations about how impossible it is uh, as someone who is not born into an affluent lifestyle as a white male to have a safe, happy existence in this country. Um, there are people every single day who go bankrupt from getting cancer or have the flu and have to stay three nights in the hospital and now they're bankrupt. There are people who can't afford to retire until 75, 80 because like they have to be able to afford health care, their homes. I have a gentleman who I work with at Lowe's uh, who is 83. His name's John. Shout out John. He's an asshole, but still he fits the description of what I want to talk about. He's 83 and working full-time fucking hours, people. Like he... I don't know his background or his history or why, but I mean, there's obviously a reason why he has to continue working. And that's because in American society today, we don't have a society that's built for you to live comfortably without having to basically kill yourself. We have been breastfed since the day we were born, uh, just propaganda and disguised as patriotism and, uh, capitalistic loyalty uh that in order to live a happy life you gotta work hard you have to exhaust yourself on a daily basis you have to hate your life in order to truly appreciate how good life can be that's fucking bullshit and i tried to have a conversation like this with my grandma uh a lot with a lot different terminology for sure but um And I basically said, like, there's no reason for us as a society to be killing ourselves on a daily basis simply to afford food. And she herself is 85, so she's from, let's see, that wouldn't make her, I think that would make her the the greatest generation or whatever they're called. Um, She was born in, oh boy, 33 or 34. So she's actually 86 or 87. Um, but she was basically like, no, Josh, the, the secret to a happy life is working hard and then earning all of, you know, the things that you get to enjoy and getting that sense of pleasure from knowing that you worked for the things you had. Which I can understand. I mean, from a little kid, I enjoyed being able to buy myself things that I wanted rather than having other people buy them. I enjoyed the the sense of accomplishment from completing a job or doing something in order to earn money. There's euphoria to it. There's, you know, serotonin and you you can feel accomplished. But at the same time, the secret to a happy life is not that a sense of accomplishment. The secret to a happy life is a happy and healthy life. Um, And one way that we can do that is create a new economy, a new economic system in this country where the main goal in life is not to bust your ass day to day in order to work for someone else so that you can have money to buy food for your family. We need to set up a system where there are safeguards there is incentive as well as uh a safety net for for example for people like john 
So John at 83 doesn't need to be coming to Lowe's at 6 o'clock every single morning. Uh, so people born in not-so-affluent uh, families, not-so-well-nourished uh, uh, communities um, can have a happy and healthy life. But that doesn't fit the status quo because... If you want to keep power, you have to keep others from being able to gain power. So, basically, here's here's the issue. And I'm going to say this as uh, professionally and nicely as I can. Um, to those of you who subscribe to a uh, liberal uh, political perspective... Uh, To those of you who say things like we need to work within the system to change the system, we need to work with the system, Um, you're an infant, and uh, I think you need to read some more books and uh, listen to some podcasts like Annoying Question Boy and uh, shout out Beep Beep Lettuce, Chapo Trap House, uh, and educate yourself about why that isn't true. Because if you look at history, there's been many attempts throughout time, uh, even just solely in this country alone, where people have tried to use the system that already exists in order to change that very system. And that itself is just a catch-22. You can't use a broken system in order to fix a system. You can't use a system that is built to oppress, to rise up. What needs to happen is there has to be a revolution. There has to be true and complete change, not only in politics, but in our culture, in our society. We as a people need to recognize how many we have compared to how few they have. We are, I think America is like 359 million people. And the 1%, if that true is true, let me, let me do some quick math so I don't look. It, like a hundred percent stupid on the pod, but let's see, three hundred and fifty nine million times point zero one. So that would mean no, that didn't. It's like three thousand people, something like that, who have like all the power and wealth uh, combined than the rest of the ninety nine percent. Like they have more than everybody, um, but we have more people, so here's what I'm saying. If you as an individual uh, find yourself wanting to see real change, uh, you want society to change, you want life around you to change in this country, um, make it happen. Record a fucking podcast, write a book, go speak at schools, go hold rallies, uh, have a riot, throw uh, rocks at fucking political figures like you guys have been so just molded and just I don't farmed really it's like it's like cattle being taught how to graze like you guys have come up with this idea in your head that if you do anything against the status quo you're like a terrible human being and like you're in the wrong but the wrong is the status quo and changing it does not come from working with it and working with the people who made the status quo what it is today 
we as a people group need to rise up like-minded individuals and really create change. And there's only one way to do it, really, uh, if we're being honest, and that's complete and utter revolution. Um, America as a whole, we I am seeing on Facebook and all other social media platforms, we as a society, especially people around my age, probably up until about 35, 40 commonly, and underneath, uh, the amount of people who are holding much more left-wing ideology, much more, uh, I'll say liberal, even though that's not what I mean, um, because that's the common terminology that's used, but left of liberal even for most of the time, uh, we're starting to see the population, the, the uh, majority starting to hold these ideas. So with that being said, it's time to join up and fuck shit up because it's time. It's really been time for so long. And yeah, I mean, I don't really know what else there is to say other than that. That's basically like 101. That's all we can do because we've been trying to change the system by voting people like Obama into office. But he's just as bad as Trump. You guys don't want to recognize that, but he's he was doing 98% of the fucked up shit that Trump is doing, but with a smile on his face and being the first black president. So he was under the, the ruse of the liberal media that he was just a saint when he wasn't. And I myself had, had fallen, you know, uh, astray, had fallen into the trap of thinking that until I had educated myself. Shout out to Troy. I appreciate you. Um, so yeah, there's that. And then, uh, fuck. What was the other thing I wanted to talk about? Economic disparities, racial discrimination, and... Oh, politics. So, um, yeah, I kind of hinted at it with the Barack Obama thing, but, uh, guys, hey, uh, being liberal is not better than being right-wing because being liberal is essentially being a centrist. And uh, let me explain why that's bad. So uh, a lot of people want to say that the problem in American politics is the right wing, is conservatives, is the Republican Party. But the true issue is uh, every single member, for the most part, like I said, there's always good guys and gals and uh, non-binary folk uh, working hard and fighting the good fight. Um, just about in every walk of life. But for the most part, for the majority of every political arena that we have in America right now, uh, they all basically are subscribing to the same wants and needs and all just following the money train. So as much as we want to like vote Democrat because they're better than the Republicans, they're not going to do anything. Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, Andrew Yang, all of them are going to do the same stupid shit that Barack Obama did that didn't really make any change. You're just going to have this false sense of change that's going to then stop what real change would happen. Because here's the thing. It's going to take more than a politician to create change. Bernie Sanders is amazing. Uh, He's my guy for sure getting my vote um but he's still a politician he still only holds so much power and he still only is so great um we like i said as a a society have to recognize that we the people hold the power we the people are the people we need to recognize that you have more in common with your right-wing coal miner uncle that you fucking hate uh than you do with Jeff Bezos. Um, 
and people like Jeff Bezos and people like Epstein and all those millionaire fucking status quo creating people are the problem, not your right-wing uncle who has just probably, for the most part, simply fallen uh, victim to improper education and uh, racist and sexist bias that he himself couldn't have prevented. Um, Can he educate himself? Yes, but especially when you've become so indoctrined to a certain ideology, it's very difficult to pull yourself from there. Um, So basically what I'm trying to say is we have to stop looking at politics like there's some kind of saving grace that is going to happen. Because every single politician can only do so much. Even if Bernie Sanders, like, I have full confidence in Bernie Sanders, but even if Bernie Sanders did every single thing, or at least tried to do every single thing that he's saying he wants to do, there is no guarantee that it's going to happen. There's no, he only has four, e- four years, one. Uh, two, he's not the only political uh, person who has power in uh, society. And three, I mean, like, there's a good to better chance that there isn't really much he himself can do, um, which is sad to say, I know, and I'm not trying to turn anyone away from Bernie. Please, for the love of God, vote for Bernie Sanders. But it still remains true that there's only so much he can do. So it's important to keep that in mind. So basically, uh, I'm going to cut it here just about. Um, I might add more to it later, so you're probably not going to hear this part. Um, Or I'll get lazy and not edit it out, and it'll be in here. Um, So basically what I'm trying to say is stop looking at Democrat and Republican and start looking at true views because... Andrew Yang is just a Republican. Elizabeth Warren is just a capitalist. Joe Biden is senile. Um, I don't even know the rest of them because none of them are worth remembering. Uh, but Bernie Sanders has proven through time and time again throughout 40 years almost in politics that he is for us. It's not him, it's us. That's his literally his political fucking phrase, whatever you want to call it, his motto. Um, and that's important. And he has shown throughout history that th- that is true. He is fighting for us as a people, um, as a- Americans, which I'm not patriotic by any means, but I mean, we are American people, every single one of us. And if we have someone in power fighting for us, then that's better than the opposite. Thanks as always for coming and listening to the pod. Uh, I have been annoying question boy. Um, if you have any comments or anything like that, go ahead and find me on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter at annoying question boy. Um, if you like the pod or, uh, I don't know, you know, someone who would like it, go ahead and share it. Uh, the links will be on all of those, uh, social media outlets, um, and stay tuned because I'm going to try to keep up on this and stop posting so sporadically. Um, so yeah, as always, uh, have sex with whoever you want. And, uh, if you want to, uh, assault, a uh, 
uh, political uh, person. Yeah, that's satire, of course. Um, yeet!